Why are you laughing already? Because I'm like, don't mess it up. On episode 100, make sure all the cameras and the sound are rolling. Well, it is, it is episode 100, and Renee had to do a balloon arch. Uh, and she had to put a little 100. Oh, I just want to have fun. You don't like to celebrate your birthday and you say no surprises, but a hundred episodes <laughs> is like a legit milestone. So it's like, I'm going to celebrate it. You're I'm excited. <laughs> we made it to 100. <laughs> we did. Uh, and it's, and it's also one of those things too, where I'm like, golly, a hundred hours, a hundred hours of us talking shit. Well, I didn't even think about it like Isn't that. Isn't that crazy? I just got real like emotional thinking about the shit show that this really started as and the shit show it still is. It still is. Some a, episodes. Uh, you got a little lipstick on the tooth. Mm, yep. On the I tooth. knew that was going to happen. Look, I got red lips all over my lipstick. Um, but I even wore Did you just really lipstick. do that? I guess I did. Because I got somewhere for you to help with that. <laughs> Um, it's not your birthday it's 100 episodes it is 100 episodes i don't even know why that's i mean it is cool don't get me wrong it it? is cool yes okay um and the the funny part is too is i i never you know i had a podcast early on (laughs) i I didn't like it we called it uh the process oh that's right i forgot about that and i just i didn't enjoy it and 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 it just wasn't good it was just so serious it was very serious. It was about the process of stand-up comedy yeah. and, and me talking to young comics and having those discussions. But even then, I was like, man, I, you know. And, and then during, of course, the pandemic is is when we, when me and you decided, okay, we, we got to do something. Yeah. And and we would go live on Facebook and call it Pardon the Bitching. Or you just, you and, needed some sort of creative outlet and a way to continue to reach your audience. And it was a mess. It was, it was a mess. Fun. It, it was, was fun. It was still a lot of fun. And that's why we kept doing it. And we're so lucky to have Rick and and, and later on Gigi got on board. And we're just so lucky to have them and, yeah. and the support. And, and I think, um, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I just think that, Rick, we, we could not have done this without you and, and Gigi. For sure. And, for sure. You know, there's a lot not. of people like Aztec Chevrolet that, that really kept us moving forward. And, and yeah. you know, now pick cherries and. And old salt coffee, and you know our original sponsor was Miss Dora, and her you know, eyelashes, and her we gave her shout outs all eyelashes. the time. I never got one commission, <laughs> not one commission from Miss Dora. I don't think she sells the magnetic <laughs> eyelashes anymore. She sells something else. Yeah, she's always selling some shit. Um, but it's it was um, it's been a, a great journey, and it's been a lot of fun, and we love that that people get on board now, and then they go back. And, and start at the beginning, which is Yeah, I really recently, cool. a couple of weeks ago, got a message from someone and they were like, I just found you guys. They just found you probably on TikTok or something. And they said, so I started watching the podcast. They were like, and you're pregnant. And I thought that's so neat. Yeah. yeah. Well, and uh, you know, and, and not to sound morbid, but you know, I, man, nothing would have made me happier than, you know, to be able to, as a grown man, go back and watch my parents talk, right? And I think about as, you know, inevitability when we pass away that our son and daughter will be able to go back and watch me and you have real conversations. Yeah. You know, my my dad, my mom. You think they'll be like, YouTube, Facebook, what's that? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. We don't have that in our- How do we watch it on Facebook? Um. So I just think it's 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 really cool that it's been a a 100 weeks chronicling our past 100 weeks. Yeah, actually that's funny you said that cuz Garrett I had him I put Garrett to work helping me with the balloons 
And uh, he had all these questions. He was like, well, mom, a hundred episodes, how many seasons? And I was like, well, we're in season three. Okay. So then how many episodes are in a season? Like he really right. wanted to know all the math of it. <laughs> he was all about it. And, and it's just been, it, 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 I will say that I think it's been very therapeutic for us. Oh, for sure. It's, you know, I, I was thinking about that. I was like, if we didn't have the podcast, one, I can't believe we made it to 100 episodes. Honestly, I didn't think we, and was, we only had to bail on one. I didn't think one or two. I can't one remember. One or two where Rick was like, hey guys, we, you guys went after it. You know what? I think there was one Rick said, Rick was the one who was like, I'm, we're bailing on it. And then there was one that I just, I didn't feel good about it. And I said, nope, like, can we retape it? I yeah, just don't think, feel good about that. Things got heated. Things got aggressive. Things got crazy. Yeah. And we just were like, man, we can't air that. <laughs> I, well, actually, I, I wanted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but I wanted to air it because, I, look, I think I'm not afraid to put myself out there. And I'm not afraid, to be honest. And I think that that's what makes this podcast attractive is that, that we do t tend to get a little heated. And we do tend to have real discussions and real arguments and, and real frustrations. And, yeah. and I think that that's what makes it special in a, in a world that, Everybody thinks everybody else's life is perfect because of Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. Yeah. Everything's through a filter. Yeah. Right? Nobody ever shows the struggles. Nobody ever shows the hard times. You know, it's always, here's my family on a beach. Okay, well, that's one week of your life. Yeah. You know, so I, I like that, that we open up. I like that we... We go there. I, I do. Like little squirrels. Like little, no, what, uh, raccoons. <laughs> Raccoon, possum, yeah. were we possums, raccoons? Little ra raccoon. Um, so I've loved this podcast and I, I've loved doing it with you. And, yeah. and you know, I, I love that people see the love that we have for each other and, and um, the our willingness to disagree, but agree to disagree. And uh -huh. sometimes... To me, that's so important. And sometimes find common ground. And sometimes we don't. Yeah, and, and sometimes... <laughs> <laughs> we don't at all. Yeah. Um, you've learned to be nicer to me through the podcast, I would say. Um, oh, well, that was why that one episode, I was like, I just, I felt like we were nasty and ugly to each other. And, and I don't ever want to, I don't ever want to be that. I mean, obviously we were, but you know. Well, we, we were and we can be and, and we, yeah. we, and, and you know, it's funny because I talk about this all the time and I've probably talked about it in one of the 100 episodes we've done. There's something really special about high school sweethearts, you know, cause I know what we went through uh -huh. as a couple right? and we were already, out I was going to say we weren't high school sweethearts, but, but I'm saying yeah. people that are that high school are sweethearts, amazing, all of the growth that they have gone through together, together, right? There's no fucking way that I could be with my high school sweetheart. All the dumb shit I did and all the 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 partying and the and the the bad attitude I had and the my my yeah. outlook on life uh when I was in my teens, early twenties. Yeah. You know, I, you I just You were twenty six when we started dating. Twenty six or twenty seven. Yeah. Mm, yeah, I think so. Twenty seven, twenty eight. I forget. <laughs> I forget. But I was older and I had already made a lot of mistakes and I already got a lot of my partying out and a lot of, yeah. uh, you know, acting like a fucking child. I got a lot of that out and, and I could, I don't think that you would have 
stuck around through those years. Probably not. You know, and, and, <laughs> and when I think about, when I think about a couple that, oh my God, high school sweethearts. Yeah. Like you guys got together 16, 17, 18, and now you're in your forties. Wow. Your parents. Yeah. My parents are high school sweethearts. High school sweethearts. I can't imagine the growth that they've gone through But it together. seems, and I don't know if it's just because they were my parents, <coughs> but I feel like they have classmates that were high school sweethearts too, my folks did. And now, in this day and age, <laughs> it seems like it's such a crazy thing. I, oh, no. I, I think you'd be surprised. Like, I was shocked when, when we met Dave and found out that they Dave were there. and his yeah, wife, the opening you know, act Dave he Jay. showed me their prom picture and I was like, holy cow, that's crazy. Well, But I think you'd be surprised. I mean, there's so many couples that come up to me after the shows and say... We're, we were high school sweethearts. Yeah. We've been together since high school. And I just admire that because that shows a lot of strength and a lot of growth uh, from both of them. Yeah. To be able to, and, and that's love, right? To, that's a, to fully accept someone. That, that's what love is, right? I, I always, you know, love is one of those things that, that you do not choose, right? You can't, and that's why I always laugh when, when, Parents go, I don't want my daughter with him or I don't want my, my son with her. And it's like, it's not up to you. Yeah. Right. You, you, you can't make them love somebody or not love somebody. Love is something that you don't choose. It just happens. And it's, it's a feeling and a, and a real thing. And when you are in love, you, you tolerate much, much more than you would if you weren't in love. Yeah. Cause you, you know? and I talk about that too. What happens if our kid falls in love with someone that we, that we don't like? You got to support. You got to be supportive, and you got to, you got to, um, hopefully encourage in ways. What do you? you know, what What would you say if Garrett came up to you at like twenty and said, "I'm like he wants to marry his high school sweetheart"? I would support him, and I would say, "Hey, man, love is hard, and and you know if this is something you want to do and you believe that you can do it, then it can be done." Yeah. Because I think that it can be done. I've seen it be done. And the other thing too is like, hey man, you you you, you I still want to be in my son's life. Yeah. You know, and I think and, I might I might have the same response my parents had to you. Well, not yet, right? Not yet. You know, and and, <laughs> and not to talk um, poorly of your parents, but I love your parents and we get along fabulously. But in the beginning, it was hard. Yeah. They did not like me. They did not want me with you, and they made it very very clear to me yeah. that I was not liked and that I didn't I was not their pick for you, yeah. you know, but I think that's gotta be hard too about high school sweethearts is the parents seeing from all those same mistakes, you all know? the drama and all yeah. the bullshit they went through, yeah. and, you know, but I remember, um, we went to go visit, my aunt had gotten a divorce, my dad's sister, and we went to go visit her ex-husband and I, I didn't know what to think of it. And I thought, dad, this, this man divorced your sister. Yeah. And I asked him and, and dad said, well, he said, that's between them. He goes, relationships are very, very complicated. Love is very complicated. He's never done anything to me. Yeah. He never physically hurt my sister. And, you know, we're still friends and he's still your uncle. Yeah. He is the father of your cousins and he is still your uncle. So dad taught me that very valuable lesson about, you know, love being very complicated. You know, and, and, and whatever happens at home, you know, is between them. Yeah. You know, and you can't make somebody not love somebody. You can't make somebody, 
not be with that person, right? So, I mean, it is complicated. And, and you know, thank goodness for me, because I stayed patient with your parents. And I, I told myself, I will prove to them that I am the man that, that deserves your daughter. Yeah. You know, and I remember... I remember on our wedding day, I, I sat down with your dad on our wedding day and I said, I will love your daughter like nobody in this world can. And oh, I, and, and I told him, I told him, nobody tries harder than me. Nobody works harder than me. Are your eyes getting no, watery too? No, <laughs> but I told him that because I wanted him to know that there is nobody in this world that is going to work as hard as me to make your daughter happy. Yeah. And, and, and he looked at me and he goes, I know that about you because I had earned it, you know, yeah. but in, in learning it's true to this day and yeah. And learning from your parents now that I'm parents, I, I could have taken it the wrong way. I could have said, Hey, Renee, F your parents. They don't like me. Yeah. I'm not going to make efforts. I'm not going to try F them. And then we, it, it would have made our family and our relationship much more difficult. Yeah, you were you were always smart enough to know, even from the beginning of our relationship, that like family was forever. And I remember you and I specifically having conversations about when it came to stuff with my family or your family. Is this argument worth it? Is this fight worth it when family is forever? But we've also this is a good. Yeah, I can't believe I don't know how we ended up here, but uh -huh. um, this is a good thing too. And and it's the line from Coal Miner's Daughter, which is one of my all-time favorite movies where Doolittle Lynn uh -huh. looks at Loretta and goes... Oh, I know which one you're going to say because yep. you quote it all the time. All the time. And he goes, you got to make a decision. Are you your, 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 your father's daughter or are you my wife? And that's a hard one because I am my daddy's girl. But this is first. Yeah. And, and I think that's a hard transition in life to, to realize, you know, hey... Mom, Dad, I love you, but I'm no longer under your roof. I'm no longer the daughter that needs to make decisions for that family. Yeah. I am the mother and wife of this family, and we got to make decisions for this family. But I also think that a daughter, like a daughter always feels that. And I don't know if, I don't know if guilt is the right word, but I think that's why like in the end, it's the daughter that ends up taking care of the parents. Well, and, and I always make the joke, <clears throat> where I say, well, my in-laws are here all the time, mm -hmm. right? I always make that joke, yeah. right? And, and, and when you realize that, that yes, because my dad raised a man to be on his own two feet and to handle himself, right? Uh -huh. And your dad and your mom take care of you as a lady, as a girl. My dad takes care of my sisters, right? Yeah. Kenny would say the same thing. My brother-in-law would say, Oh my God, you know, Victoria's parents are over all the time. And that's why you, you feel know. an obligation to take care of them. Right. You know, and Victoria is going to end up probably taking care of my parents down in, in Portland. I mean, yeah. with my help, of course, but, uh, and we'll probably end up taking care of, of your parents. But, you know, the point is that you can either choose to go F that and they don't like me. So... I'm, that's how it's going to be. Yeah. Or you can go, no, I'm going to fix it. I'm going to, I'm going to show them that I deserve to be here and yeah. earn their respect. And I, and I, I did over time and, and now we have a wonderful relationship. Yeah. You know what? As you said that, I just thought, not that I'm giving you notes on your set, but you're doing a joke right now about that hasn't been seen in a special about, um, 
us meeting and what happened and my dad. And so now I feel like you need to add another story where you and my dad are friends. Well, I mean, that was, that's basically the bite the leg story. Yeah. Right. Like the now, gummy bear. Yeah. Now we, we're, 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 uh, we get in trouble together now and you yeah. know, we have a lot of, a lot of fun together, but, uh, and that's a good question for, for Rick and Gigi. Cause Rick, you, your in-laws live next door. Was there any, ever any time in y'all's relationship, uh, that maybe Gigi's parents, uh, didn't like you, Rick. Uh, oh. but her dad is old school. Uh, so I missed something. I think we, we missed, missed the first part of your response. Yeah, they're never, ever, from day one, they've been extremely welcoming. And, but but when you say he's old school, what does that mean? You know, I don't, I'm not like a manual labor guy anymore. Like I sit behind a desk and, you know. Edit our podcast? Yeah. Cameras. <laughs> so like he's on the roof and he wants me to go like roofing and stuff. And you're like, yeah, that's not happening. <laughs> exactly. But they, but they live next next door to you guys. Do you, do you think there's more pros or cons to that, or what are a the million pros? Times more pros. Yeah, they help out a lot. Oh yeah, and it's just nice to like every holiday or whatever you just go over and you get to see them. And I mean, they're just such good people too, which helps. So there was never any. You didn't have to deal with the things that I had to deal with. With, I mean, I'm not kidding you, dude. I, I go. Although I don't know that Rick's. Um, early 20s were as sordid as yours were and that's got a big part to do with it oh no I that's not that's not a lie I, I have <laughs> I have grown as a man leaps and bounds um I mean I I was on a very very bad path you know before you yeah you changed my life you really did change my life um but the point I was trying to make is that um Rick when I tell you we had been living together for almost six years. I walk over to Raymond. I pull out the ring. I say, Raymond, I'm, I'm going to ask your, I'm asking your hand, your daughter's hand in marriage. He did not say, oh my God, I've been waiting. Welcome to the family. Give me a hug. You caught me by surprise. Finally, like he didn't say any of that. He looked at me and goes, well, you're a hard worker. Maybe we should go tell Mary. <laughs> so Mary was inside. I walk inside. I go, I go, Mary, I go, and then Raymond goes, Steve has something to tell you. <laughs> and he starts warming something up in the microwave. Like he's not even excited. He's not even like, like, hey, you know, as things are falling <laughs> down. Right. I, I, I go to Mary. I say, Mary, I said, I, I'm, I plan on asking your daughter to marry me. And her response was, well, not right away. <laughs> Living together for six years. And she goes, like, 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 maybe there's some time for Renee to figure this shit out. <laughs> right. But uh, again, me knowing. No, I think they were just, and, and not that I'm defending their response, but I think they were just concerned. We were like living in LA, both chasing a dream in a very tiny on our apartment own. with no health insurance and nothing, you know, like nothing to our name. I think they were just. But we never asked anybody for anything. Yeah. yeah. We never did. And, and, and Raymond would actually send us. My dad would send me checks. He would send checks and, and every year. When we would go home to visit them, I would bring the checks back. And I would say, Raymond, 
This is not a gift. This is charity. And me and my, my girl here are on our own and we plan to do this on our own. And even when he would say, well, you can borrow one of our cars when we come home, I would go, nope, I'm going to rent a car because I am on my own two feet and I am going to take care of your daughter, just me. And I always made it very clear uh, and I always drew that line of we don't need your help. And, and there was times where Renee was like, we do need their help. <laughs> Can we please cash this $1,000 check? And I'm oh, like, no. no. they were never that much. Yes, it was. No, they were never yes, it that was. Um, but, but I think um, ultimately for, for us, we, we've, we have made the right decisions. Yeah. Right? To, and, and now we're very, very happy. Funny how now that I'm successful, your parents love me. It's, it's interesting. No, that has nothing to do with it. I know. Well, I'm just kidding. But we, uh, we have been through a lot on this podcast yeah and and it's been a lot of fun and i guarantee you that you can go through 100 episodes of our podcast and you will always hear me tell my wife how beautiful she is and how much i love her well i I would like you to go back on your tank top i would like you to sarcastically (laughs) i would like you to go back and find out (laughs) <laughs> How many times Renee has said I love you in a hundred episodes? Oh, I, I would. I, would, I do I really, love you. I, I love you. I, I'd really like to uh, to get that count if somebody wants to uh, <laughs> to take that on. But one um, hundred hours of uh, of Steve Trevino and Captain of listening Evil. and viewing. And we did. God, we did like freaking eight interviews this morning. From eight in the morning till now. Yeah. Now we're doing the podcast. So. And you're not sick of talking yet. Yes, I am. I am. No, I, 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 the radio interviews are hard because it's always the same thing. They're That's asking the same question. So when they're stacked, like six of them back to back to back, it's a lot. I, I mean, I love this. I love having a conversation with you, having a conversation about life and, and things we've overcome. But it's the, yeah. it went, when the radio is tough because my radio, my first interview was eight, at 820. 15 minutes later, I had another interview. Yeah. 15 minutes later, I had another interview. Then I had a 30 minute break, which sucks too, because it's like, well, what the fuck am I going to do in those 30 minutes? Yeah. Right. You so could I, sweep. You could do the dishes. I did. You could vacuum. I did. I vacuumed and mopped. <laughs> I'm glad you asked. I vacuumed and mopped. Yes. In those 30 minutes, I did vacuum and mop. Um, I was putting up a balloon art. <laughs> yes. Thank God you did that. Thank God. It's going to make our house better. Um, but, you know, then and then 30 minute break and then. 15 minutes, 15 minutes, 15 minutes. And it was like, oh gosh. Yeah. And it's the same thing over and over. Um, and it's hard though. Cause you literally like, you have to think if people don't know you and they're hearing you on the radio for the first time and you have 15 minutes to be funny, but you can't just do stand up. Like it's such a challenge. The, one of the best things that happened out of the, one of the radio interviews. And I think it happens a lot. So the DJ said, Hey, we got this request to have you on, uh-huh. right? He goes, um, you know, because I have a radio publicist. He goes, you know, we have a really great relationship. And I, he, goes, I, he goes, I'm sorry, I didn't know who you were. He goes, but we decided to take you on because apparently a lot of people do know who you are. He goes, but I wanted to do the right thing. I wanted to make sure that I knew your stuff. Right, that he's not just asking you blind right. questions. He goes, so me and my wife sat down to watch Till Death uh-huh. She goes, and you do the thing about um, um, parking the car. Uh-huh. He goes, and my wife lost her shit. And she goes, I do know him. Everybody's doing reactions to this. And she's oh, like, no oh way. my God, I, I'm so glad you found him. I do know him. I watch all his videos 
you know, everybody's doing his videos on TikTok and Instagram. And so I, but I, she hadn't put two and two together. Right. She just knew the bits, but had no idea the per- who the person was. So I, I think that happens a lot. Yeah. Right. Where people have seen my stand up, they've heard my voice. They don't quite put it together until later or on. Think or think that there's a whole special you can go and watch in its entirety. Well, and, and that's what was funny about a, a, a comment that I read today, you know, that, that, um, that bit is done very, very well where I, I go, Hey, Ladies, you're not a princess. Your father lied uh-huh. to you, right? Um, and then, and then it ends. No, he can't have abs. Yeah, no, he can't have abs, yeah. right? And the funny part, Rick, we edit it to where it ends there. So then a woman goes, "No, my mom taught me not to lower my expectations. My mom told me to that I am a princess and that I should be treated like a princess." And it sucks because they don't get the rest of the bit. Yeah. They don't get the rest of the bit where I say, find a real man. Yes. A man that works hard, a man that believes in God, a man that that loves you more than he loves himself. Yeah. A working man, right? So th- that's what sucks about it is that they just hear me that's saying, right? They just see, hear me saying, lower your expectations. Yeah. This man doesn't exist. They don't get to hear the part about find a man where where rich the, in the things that matter rich in yeah. the yeah i say that right rich in the things that matter yeah right fuck money fuck abs fuck right <laughs> find the man not that they're that, bad they're just which, not necessary which i would have to say came from you yeah and and me looking at you going you did not get the tall dark handsome with abs but you saw the hard working man in me yeah. Right? And you saw my willingness to to be a better husband and a better father and your and love for life. My love for life and, and my sense of humor and yeah. and you looked you looked in, in deeper, which by the way, that's one of the reasons I love your sister Rebecca so much. She will always have a special place in my heart because she loved me from day one. Yeah. She was cool with me. I mean, she was 12 when I, I met her. I was going to say, but, there's an age difference between she and I. Yeah. So she, she was, was very, little. very young. You she know, was little and, when you came and, into And I remember picture. she goes, he must be smart. Because <laughs> he ain't good looking. <laughs> she goes, Renee always said that she would end up with somebody smart. <laughs> but it was also amazing to me that you look past the fact that at that time I was a cigarette smoker. You know? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I guess I I really fell for you, Steve Trevino, to look past the fact that you were sick. But you quit smoking. I think you knew it bothered me, so you quit smoking pretty soon after we started dating. Yeah. Well, yeah, you were because I was I was smoking and dipping uh, at that time, and you were like, "All right, enough's enough. You gotta yeah. stop." You yeah. know. So, uh, but again, uh, you know, a, a lot of things that change a person is because of love. Yeah, loving uh, kids. Loving kids. I mean, you've you've yeah. changed a lot. Over the years yeah. that we've been together. I always say that I'm going to get you into heaven. <laughs> um, I, I already told her, Rick, I don't think I can get you into VIP heaven, but I can get you into regular heaven. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to be in VIP heaven. That's you're, all right. I'll be with the, the heathens in heaven. Well, I, most people are more fun anyway. I want to be in the heathen heaven. And people are going to be like, why the fuck is Steve Trevino in VIP heaven? <laughs> and I'm like, because there's a lot of shit you don't know about me that I do on the side. Um, but, but, you know, I I think that I wanted to quit smoking for you. I wanted to be better for you. I wanted, I didn't want you to leave. 
<laughs> and I, so I knew that it, I had to do certain things to, to make sure that, that you stayed. Yeah. You know, um, but it, it, the, the hundred episodes. Wow. I mean, it's. Thank you to everyone who's been watching. I just feel like I feel so, so grateful. And this weekend in Oxnard, I met, I feel like there were so many people, so many ladies who like gave me the biggest hug. And then especially after last week's episode, they were like, I don't care if people say you're not funny. I love the podcast. I could watch it too. I watch every episode two times. Like just so many really, really kind, sweet, enthusiastic I, people. I like Oxnard. the fact that for the first time, unanimous decision from the people that love us, uh -huh. fans, family, that I should keep the margarita machine. This is the first time. <laughs> I mean, people were coming up to us in Oxnard going, oh, no. How's the margarita machine? Did Margar you clean it before you got on the plane? Yes. You did. You did clean it before I, I you got on the plane. I always take care of my business, brah. And I always say that. Like, nothing gets me more frustrated. I got to write a joke about it. Nothing gets me more frustrated that you are ragging me or upset with me about things I haven't even done yet. Can I be honest? I did not think the margarita machine was going to make it after this weekend, like between the heat and it constantly running. And then I, I for sure thought we were going to come home to maggots in our margarita machine. Well, that's what we have learned is that, um, we can't have it outside. We're yeah. going to we'll have to probably put it in the barn or in a shaded area because I mean, it freezes overnight uh -huh. and then once the sun hits it, it just can't keep Melted. up. Yeah. So we had cold margaritas. We just didn't have frozen. We had slushies. They, were like a... <clears throat> they weren't even slushy. Yeah. They were just cold, Yeah. which was nice. Right. And yeah. I would have, you know, uh, one or two. And then um, Roland's wife, she did the pina colada. Yes. And that seemed to freeze. But it was a like a pina colada made with white wine. That one was so good. She bought it from this place in Wimberley. And that I liked a lot better because it's not so sour and sweet. It's well, like, and that, that one was good. able to freeze a little better because it was wine based as opposed to um, uh, alcohol? Liquor, alcohol. Oh, I didn't yeah. realize that made a difference. I mean, it makes sense. Alcohol so, doesn't freeze. Yeah. Yeah. Alcohol doesn't freeze as, as much. Right. So, um, but the margarita machine, everybody was like, fuck her, Steve, <laughs> you keep that margarita machine, bro. And I'm like, I know, uh, I know, I know. I'll uh, have one with you to celebrate 100 episodes. How about that? Now I got to put more margarita <laughs> on the ma machine. <laughs> like, I don't, don't want to clean that. I don't want to have to clean it. Um, oh, and then, you know, I feel bad because I do love the challenge coins and yes. I was going through the merch bag. And what I do is, is, is when people give me gifts, um, usually in the meet and greet line, I tell Timmy, Hey, take care of this for me. And then Timmy, you know, usually goes, Hey, here's all the gifts you got from people. Yes. I don't know how this one did not, um, uh, make it. Um, so I got this one uh, a long time ago and big shout out to the, uh, Haverhill Police Department. Um, Where's Haverhill? Do you know? You don't remember? Boston. Either. Oh, cool. It was a Boston one. And uh, I, I love it. Thank you so much. I will cherish it. And it will be in my collection of challenge coins. So, <laughs> once I take all this stuff down. <laughs> once she takes off the bullshit. And, and if I know my wife, this will be here for the next three weeks. Or next week. Now I'll be taking it down. Rush it to take yeah, it down. Like right before we film the no. next episode, you'll be like, oh my God, I got to get this shit down. <laughs> um, but your balloon arch has been quite the success on social media. 
Yes. Yeah. So can you talk about that? Can I, I, I got to pee, pee so bad. Oh no, listen, it's all about buying the, the trick with the balloon arts y'all is it's so easy. You just have to have like the right base or know where you're hanging it. So this one has little clamps that will clamp on like the front of a table or, um, I have them clamped on the bookshelf and then don't do those like thin strips that they sell at the dollar store. Those are pain. If you know you are going to be making balloon arches, there's a pole that fits in them. So you can get this one that clamps onto the shelf. If you want a big one, there's one that has like water bags as your base to weight it down so that it goes up and higher. And then they sell these little clear clamps or rings that you can put multiple balloons around and then you just shoot them through. Like it's really easy. This one wasn't anything special or fancy. I was trying to get it up real quick without Steve complaining about it. Um, so this one was super easy. Um, and a pump. You must invest in a balloon pump. Oh, that's all I heard. I, for, dude, I was laughing so hard because all I heard was, <laughs> right? You thought I was vacuuming. I did. Dude, Rick, I was like, what the fuck is going on? Is Renee vacuuming? That is not her. And then I go in there and you guys are filling up balloons. I'm like, oh, that's my yeah. baby. That's my baby girl right there. Um, wonderful weekend in, in Oxnard, yeah. um, California. It so is so many people in Oxnard that were like, I have seen you six times. Like there were so many people. One person was like, I've seen him 10 times. It's been 10 times, but so many people who have like followed you from the beginning. I feel like in Oxnard more than it, it's, a it, lot of other places. It's been so cool when I talk to the guys, especially guys that go, man, I saw you when I was single. And you were the single guy. Yes. Then I saw you when you got engaged or, or found a girlfriend. Yeah. I found a girlfriend. And then you got engaged and I got engaged. And then you had kids and I had kids. And you want to be a good father? I want, you know. Yeah, like so the guy it, we met that won the Picked Cherries yes. contest that came backstage. He was like, he was saying some of your like early, early jokes. Some of the first jokes you ever told on stage. I just think it's cool that that, that we've grown up together. And I think that. I think that in life, either you grow in that direction of, I want to be a, a good husband and a good father and, and you know, all those things. And then there's the people that, that just don't ever want to grow up and, and end up in that direction. Yeah. And I could have easily ended up in that direction, really happy that I ended up in this direction because life is so fulfilling with, with a happy marriage and kids and, yeah. and doing things together as a, as a couple. But you know, and, and by the way, my stand-up, you know, started to resonate, in my opinion, when I became okay with it. Yeah. Right? When I became, I, I remember, um, again, I always learn from, from situations. I learn from watching. You know, my dad is a big influence on me. My dad, my dad was playing with Raina. Raina was probably my niece, Raina, who is a uh, lieutenant in the Marines, and I'm very, very proud of her. Also an Aggie. Um, very proud of her. So shout out to uh, Reina over there in, in Japan. She's in Korea right now, by the way. Are we supposed to say that? Can you uh, say that? I don't know. Uh, but she is um, uh, a Marine. But she was very, very little. And yeah. we, we were we were at a family party. And Reina was on my dad's lap. And um, my dad was playing with Reina. And one of my uncles went to my, went to my dad and said, Man, you used to be the baddest motherfucker and you used to be the craziest and you partied harder than everybody and now look at you. And my dad goes, yeah, I wanna be the very best at every stage of my life. 
He goes, when I was younger, I was the fucking best. And then when I got married, I wanted to be the best. And now I want to be the best grandpa. And I was like, oh, that's what I want to do. Yeah. You know, so I, I took that from him and said, look, I don't have to be the drink till six in the morning guy because, hey, I want to be the best of my kids, too. Yeah. I can enjoy having a drink with you at night, but I have kids and a wife. Yeah. So I, I want to wake up and do that. So that means I have to tone down the drink till six in the morning most of the time. You know I was going to say, mean? no, I, I want to be a crazy old lady, like a crazy old lady with still be purple cra- hair and a convertible. You can still and- be crazy, of course. Yeah. I, got, I, still, I know Renee's, Renee's dream as an old lady is purple hair in a Porsche convertible. <laughs> and well, I, I promise okay. you, I, I promise you that I will also make that dream come true for you. <laughs> I promise you, because I will be dead oh, and you will be that. a grandma alone because Renee made me an old dad. Um... But, but Oxnard, yes, great, fun, sold out shows. Yeah, great audience. Um, we 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 did haul ass to uh, uh, Universal Studios on on Friday. I People thought a, I was crazy. We, we have a one year old and a six year old, and my big kid. We took my big kid to Universal Studios. That's what we did. Well, I you, love it. You took him on all the scary rides right from the get go, just straight to Jurassic Dude, Park and the Mummy. I'm like, hey, what about the the Transformers ride is so badass. Rick, you got to take the boys to go ride this Transformers ride. It's amazing. Absolutely amazing. But I just remember when we lived in LA that me and you had season passes. Because people come to visit all the time. So we were like, let's just pay for this shit once. And because well, we were poor, that would be our day date. Like we'd have nothing going on. Yeah. No radio interviews. Nobody wanted to interview us. <laughs> Nobody wanted to talk to us. There was no podcast, right? I would tour on the weekends and at night. And me and you, because we had bought this pass, it was like, hey, let's eat breakfast. Let's let's go to Universal. We can wait in line for an hour to ride a ride. Yeah, just hang out. Yeah. You know, so there was also that kind of feeling too of, man, (coughs) we were at Universal Studios all the time. Yeah. So it was cool to go back with a family. You know, and and also show, you know, I know all the moves. If you go to Universal Studios, let me tell you what you do. As soon as you get in there, there is a lower lot area. That's where Transformers is. You, as soon as the doors open, you skip everything in the front and you go straight to the back. Yeah. And then what happens is. You got to go down like three escalators because it's in a hill. So you you get to go do everything over there because everybody is over here. You know, looking at all the Figuring attractions yeah. in the front, you go straight to the back. Don't waste any time. You'll ride everything there. By the time you're done riding everything there, you're going up the escalator, and everybody's just now making their way to the back of the lot. So that that's what me and you used to do. Yeah. We used to get in. I'm like, and then, but it's all the scary rides in the back. But remember our move? We would go uh, single rider, single rider. <laughs> we would both be single riders. And then they would be like, oh, oh, well, y'all just, you can go in those two, right? Yeah. And we'd, we'd end up together. And then we'd run back around, single rider, single rider. <laughs> we'd ride everything. Now we have to buy fast passes and it freaking breaks the bank. But I'm excited because I think our final summer hurrah with uh-huh. the kids is going to be in Orlando. Yeah, you're in Orlando at the end of the summer, like right before Garrett starts school. And I'm hoping we got to figure it out. I'm just hoping that there's some badass executive that works at the Orlando Disney 
and they're watching the podcast <laughs> and they say, Steve, don't buy those fast passes. Let me take care of you. So if you're out there, I will take care of you at my show. You take care I'm of like, me. How do we not know a VIP tour guide? Well, we have like one. One in, of the people who does the tour guide. Well, we have one in, in Disneyland. Yeah. You know, we have some great people out there that have been so generous to us in Disneyland. Yeah. We just don't have anybody in Disney World. So we're looking for that person at Disney World. So <laughs> if you know somebody or, or you are that somebody, please, please send us a message. Don't send it to Renee. Renee does not respond to messages. Oh, I try. I just miss them. I felt so bad for the girl that was like, because of you guys, we, we went to go check out Naples. Can you recommend places? And I never then, saw that message. I did. It was me and you. I don't know. I missed it. I'm sorry. But uh, uh, we, uh, oh, we should also tell people that, that last week's episode was what, an hour and 20 minutes? Yeah. Long one. What did, how did I, I didn't read the comments. What did people say? Were people making comments about it being long or being short or anything like that? I don't know. Rick, were they? But it was all positive. I think we had a yeah. very, a very. Uh, I thought it was a, a, um, a really, really good episode. Yeah. Well, we went long because we thought we were going to have to break it up into two episodes since we were traveling. We thought we were going to be staying out in California, and then work travel plans changed, and then we were like, "It's a hundredth episode. Like we can't just clip out an episode and, into and, two episodes." And Rick, no bullshit, dude. I almost went to Vegas. Oh, we, yeah. but we, we, the only reason we didn't go and, and cause you know, it's summertime and we do whatever we want. Right. Yeah. The only reason we didn't go is because Garrett had an earache Yeah. and Garrett was not feeling well. And I was afraid I wanted to come home and cut my yard, but Garrett was not. And I was like, we got to film a podcast episode, but we were literally on the way to the airport and Steve and road manager, Timmy, they're like, Vegas? We don't have to go to the airport. We can drive to Vegas. And change our we flights could. from Vegas. We could. And so we almost we almost did it. But because Garrett was not feeling well, and, yeah. and we're also in the middle of... of uh, we're burning the, the candle at both ends. No, the, the, the potty training is just oh. it's so hard. And by, and by the way, so Renee goes, and she's doing good at, at peeing in the potty, but then Renee would tell her, Grab your little bucket and dump it in the toilet. Yeah, yeah. So lately, because her little potty is looks like a toilet, she'll <laughs> pee in the little dish and then she'll pick it up and then dump it in the thing. I'm like, oh my God, Renee, you taught her that. No, no, actually this morning I came out, I was like doing stuff and I came out into the kitchen. She'd peed in it and she was carrying it by herself, full of pee to the restroom to go dump it without telling anyone. That's the problem. She's doing really good, but she's... So she's been such a fiercely independent little girl since she was born. She won't say go potty or she won't say take, take me potty or I need to potty or like, I'm really just saying go potty to keep it short and easy for her. Cause she can say the word potty, <clears throat> but she would much rather you just have potties all over the house and her do it on her She'll own. She'll do it on her own. But, but I, people say that girls are, are easier to potty train. I don't think so, man. Garrett, as soon as I showed Garrett that I could pee on the fence, Oh yeah. He was like, I'm doing that. Yeah. And he would come up to me and be like, Hey, let's go outside and let's pee on a tree. Let's pee on a fence. Yeah. With Garrett, right? we didn't have to travel with a potty. Which by, which by the way, like one of the most embarrassing parent moments is when we were in Houston going to the aquarium. Oh my God, dude. We're, Renee's in line to get tickets. I'm with Garrett. I'm literally at the ticket window, like paying and getting the bracelet. There's a huge pot 
with a tree in it by the ticket booth. At the front door. At the front door. At the front door. And Garrett whips it out <laughs> and just starts pissing in the fucking the flower entrance. pot at the entrance. And we're those parents. We're like, sorry. you know. And it was cool because a lot of parents were like, hey, we get it. Yeah. Like, don't. And I was actually kind of relieved because I realized I would forgot to pack a change of clothes. So I was like, I'm glad he didn't pee all over himself. I mean, and, and he didn't pee on the floor. He he peed in the pot. You know, yeah. He had to water the tree. But it was... <laughs> It was one of those moments where I was just like, oh my God, man. Like, and, and by the way, if, if you've been following um, Jose Trevino, uh-huh. uh, he is an all-star with the Yankees. So for those of you that... How that, do we go from being in a pot to Jose Trevino? Well, no, because I was thinking of... I was thinking of all-stars? Of, of the pot. All, no, no, all of the, <clears throat> all of the episodes. Oh, oh, you know, okay. And I know that we introduced uh, Jose Trevino oh, yeah, to yeah, everybody yeah. on our podcast uh-huh. and, at that time, he was playing baseball for the Texas Rangers. He has now gone on to play for the New York Yankees. And I hope through our podcast that you have continued to follow his success because I could not be prouder of the guy. I mean, how exciting. From one year to the next, playing for the New York Yankees now yeah. and then ending up as an all star. Yeah. You know, and, and last year, you know, he was in consideration to be an all star, but, but really didn't. Um, uh, create enough What a crazy buzz. room. And Marky's pregnant and they're getting married at the beginning of the year. Like just so much so happening much great for things them in all his life. at once. So I'm really rooting him on. Oh, and then I'm going to, when I'm in Irvine, uh-huh. um, the Dallas Cowboys are going to be doing um, training camp in Oxnard. So even though that's far from Irvine, I think I'm going to wake up early and no go see, way. go to training camp. Yeah. So I could see our friend, Nick Rolleston, who is a, um, member of the Dallas Cowboys, please follow that guy, man. You want to talk about a guy that has heart and passion and work ethic. I mean, that guy, Nick is just a yeah. really special young man. And, and I'm, I'm so honored to be his friend. And of course we met him through Corey. We got to get Corey on the podcast. Yes. Corey and Megan were supposed to be here. And then something happened with our schedule. We, we ended up, Oh, we had to go to New York for pick cherries mm-hmm. when we were supposed to have them on. So we have to reschedule them. They're wonderful. Yes. And wonderful. And, wonderful. You know, Corey, Corey has become a very good friend of mine, ex Dallas cowboy. Um, and he now handles a, a people's investments in money. He handles our yeah. investments in money. So we want you to meet him too. And, and I think that we got to get them on. He'd be a good, they'd well, be that's great what's guest. been so cool yeah. about, about this podcast is that, that we've met some remarkable couples yeah you know daniel mccutcheon and and his wife and and uh randy rogers and and chelsea rogers and yeah we've just met and that's kind of the theme you know people always want celebrities i don't mind having a celebrity because i think it's cool but i want to meet them and their wife yeah you know i want to meet them as a couple you've always talked about that when you talk about the comedians you admire You've always said, let's talk about the comedians that are happily married and, and have great families. And that part of their life is just as full, if not more full than their career. Yeah. Like, you know, like Jeff Foxworthy, I look at Jeff Foxworthy and, and, and he's kind of the, the one that made me realize that number one, I can have a great career and not have to live in LA. Yeah. Number two, I could be happily married with kids, um, and, and continue to have a great career. Yeah. So he's somebody that, that I really admire and, and watch. So same with, and I've talked about it on the podcast, same with George Strait. You know, here's here's somebody that 
that women think is a heartthrob. You know, obviously he's an older man now, but his entire career as a young man, here's this guy happily married, making his career work, becoming the king of country music, yeah. and still married. And and I look at guys like that and I go, okay, those are guys that I need to and want to be like, right? And then there's comedians that, that have podcasts and their entire podcast, you never hear about their wife. You never hear about their kids. And it makes me wonder like, Man, are, are they important to you at all? I just think you're such the yeah. opposite. You yeah, insist I, that I'm there with you. Well, and that's what cracks me up when, when somebody, you know, sends me a message and goes, oh, Steve's going to talk about his wife and kids again. Do something different. And it's like, well, sorry. That's what I do. Yeah. And I talk about the things that are most important to me. And my whole life and my whole uh, everything that I am is the girl sitting next to me and these kids. So... Those are the things I'm going to talk about, you know. I love you. I love you too. Uh, what a great 100th episode. Yeah. You decorated. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why the blue and red. Because, uh, uh, Captain, the, the, our little picture, our thumbnails, you've never noticed that? It's a turquoise background when we started. And then I think Captain Evil is in red <laughs> letters. That's why blue uh, and red, Steve Trevino. Of course. Yeah, duh. Uh, turquoise and red. It's God, not blue my, and know, red. It's turquoise and red. Just look delicious i mean look at that wow wow you, how, do, you do have good legs how baby. me and you have had the same summer and i look <laughs> i look i look golden brown <laughs> copper tone if you will i don't know is that the lighting and, and no you, and it's you, definitely our skin you our just skin look tone. like a ghost i don't look like a ghost that's not ghost. nice um but i do want to make sure um that my in-laws know that i love them Aww. and that even though even though I revealed to the world that they hated me and treated me like <laughs> shit. Um, but I want people to know that I love them and, and we have a wonderful relationship. And I, I could not ask for a better family, wife, kids. Yes. You know, we, we have really carved out a, a really perfect life. And, and it's because of all the people that have continued to support us. So thank you so much. Thank you um, for your support. Big shout out to Rick and Gigi for putting up with our bullshit sticking it out for sticking it out for being, saying yeah let's actually film this and do it like a real thing with cameras and lights and, and rick i want to know the truth did renee and i inspire you to work more with your wife absolutely not shit <laughs> <laughs> i was hoping that that is the reason you brought Gigi into the act he's like no actually you and renee are a cautionary tale <laughs> Um, do you find it difficult to work with Gigi, Rick? Oh yeah. 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 No, it's, it's, <laughs> it is a weird dynamic when you're like, no, not only am I the expert, uh, I'm also your boss and I've been doing this way longer than you. And they look at you straight in the face and go, so. Yep. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, I tell Renee, I'm like, dude, if you were a real employee, I would have fucking fired your ass. Oh, what did I say? I said something to you the other day and you were like, that was so fucking mean. You were like, you would never say that to your boss in another work environment. And I was like, Oh no, yeah. she literally goes, like, I'm sorry. By the way, I'm helping her on something really special that we're, that we're going to tell um, uh, everybody about soon, but I'm, I'm literally helping her create something great. And then she goes, 
you just want to talk for the sake of talking. I said and, you were pontificating, and, 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 and I was, nobody I don't cares. Have time for that. She goes, nobody I don't cares. Have time for that. She goes, all you do is talk because you want to hear yourself talk, and nobody cares. <laughs> I didn't say nobody. Yes, cares. you did. I and think I, I said I just don't have time for that. And I go, wow, who who talks to somebody that's helping them that way? I apologized. Anyway. I apologized for that one. It was. It was. Anyway, hundredth um, episode. We could not do it without Aztec Chevrolet. Yes. Please give my friends a chance. Please, please, please. They are absolutely amazing human beings, and we should be supporting good folks. Yeah. So please, Aztec Chevrolet. Don't forget to download, pick cherries, and listen to podcasts like you've never listened before. Best part is zero ads. Me and my wife, Renee, are a big part of Pick Cherries. We are not only, uh, I feel like uh, the hair club for men. We, we, are, <laughs> we are not only a featured podcast. Yes, we are not only a featured podcast, but we are a big part of Pick Cherries, and, and it could change our lives. So please download Pick Cherries. And then, of course, of course, Old Salt Coffee. You're already drinking coffee. Drink it from a veteran-owned and operated um Company. company like old salt coffee trevino 10 and they will give me a dollar for every bag of coffee that you buy for our veterans so happy 100th episode oh, from the bottom of our hearts from the bottom of captain evil's very cold cold frozen heart thank you so so much for we, uh, helping us make it here for and, getting us here and that's what's cool too is and i think i trip people out because you know anytime somebody sends me a message and goes hey you got a new fan here I always, my, my, my response to them is always welcome to the family. Yeah. And they're always like, number one, you responded. Number two, what a great message. Yeah. But it's because I mean it. You guys have all become part of our family. We, we want you to know that, that we love and, and care for you guys as um, much as you care for us. For me, it's been such a joy meeting people on the road. It's been awesome. And and the next show that, that Captain Evil is going to go to, I have San Jose this weekend. She will be in Nashville. I'm going to Nashville for a girl's trip. With her girl's trip. And then after that, we have the Mall of America. Yes. Which, I don't know. Bloomington, maybe, Minnesota. Man, so many people have been like, your wife needs to come. It's awesome. Some, yeah, someone told me they make it like a three-day vacation on a regular basis that they go do the Mall of America. Um, and then I think Captain Evil will join me after that in Irvine. Irvine, you have Kansas City on the calendar. Yep. Then you're doing Phoenix and Chicago in one weekend. Then we go to Orlando, um, Wichita. A lot of big shows Washington, coming up. Washington, Steve, Miami. SteveTrevino.com. I am probably coming to your neck of the woods. Um, we, we actually met with agents and managers while we were in California to start the, the discussion again as to a, a world tour. So we are talking about Europe. We're talking about Asia. We're talking about Australia. I want to go to Australia, Australia Canada. I want to in Canada. Canada. So we are working on it. COVID did slow things down. So hopefully very soon my wife and I will get to see the world and I will get a paid vacation to Croatia and I don't have to spend money on it. So once again, someone asked, I'm sorry, someone asked me that weekend too. They said, is he taking you to Croatia? Cause you look damn good. She was sweet. And again to the, um, Haverhill police department. Thank you so much. And a lot of people, when they think of police officers, they only think of the bad things. But what I have learned, especially now having a daughter is that, Sex trafficking is a billion dollar industry in the United States of America. That's with a B. And these 
police officers work very hard um, to stop that. So to them, thank you so much. We'll see you next time. Good night. <laughs>